When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Athletic. The only way to score is, of course, to play uh, with a hand break off. Hello, I'm Ian Stone. This is Handbreak Off, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by The Athletic. We're recording this a couple of hours after what just happened at Anfield. Uh, we're going to try and make some sense of what we just watched, joined by Art de Rocha and Adrian Clark. Hello. Hello, good evening. I was about to say good morning, but yes, good evening. <laughs> good evening, yeah. 9.15 in the evening, uh, at London time, I should say. Um, I was going to ask you how you decompress after something like that. Art, what have you been up to for the last two hours? I went on to TikTok and I've just been scrolling through my For You page and then, I don't know, people who are similar age probably do similar things, but uh, I watch reaction videos on YouTube to certain things, so I was just watching some people watch Harry Potter for the first time, so. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. Those things are great. I've been doing The Last of Us reactions. I absolutely love them. And, oh, by the way, the other one is is watching Bohemian Rhapsody. Watch Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody for the first time. Dudes from, like, the centre of America. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> so, yeah, um, right. that's been helpful, I guess. Uh, take it by mind. That would things. be helpful. <laughs> Adrian, what have you been driving? You were at the Emirates and you drove home. I wish I'd been doing that. <laughs> yeah. Driving's all right. They put some music on. Get the Eagles going. I imagine you in the car well, with the with the window down. <laughs> I should have done. I mistakenly had the had the radio on and um I was listening to phone ins, which was probably the worst thing to do. Oh my because, god. Because you get you get all of these, you know, fans, particularly Arsenal fans tonight, saying, That's it, it's all over, it's done, we blew it. And yeah, I, I I don't see it that way, but um, see, I've had, I've not really calmed down as as yet. But I've got to say that I could, I could rationalise. I think the day within ten seconds of the final whistle, I, I, I made, I, I made peace with myself that that it was a very good point. Yeah, and bit, I sti- bit of regret. I'm, I- Bit of regret yeah. and a little bit of oh, we got away with one there. Exactly, there was absolute anger when they scored the scored the equaliser. But by the time that they the camera rolled for our post match debrief, I I I decided it was a very good point, and I still feel exactly the same way. Yeah, I mean, in the end, yeah, all right, and we will talk about all that. <laughs> we will talk about all that. But I'm I'm in broad agreement with you that that's that's how I felt uh, as well. I. Uh, I I was I did some work. I I did other work. I tried to write something else and not think about the football, although it was slightly football related. But I didn't. And and then my son came in and we had a like quite a long chat about it. <laughs> so it was sort of a decompression. I'm certainly feeling calmer than I was uh, two hours ago. I think right now it'll be mixed emotions, but I think over the next few days it'll definitely be a, a very good point. Liverpool 2, Arsenal 2. 
Uh, Martinelli and Jesus, Arsenal bossing it, really, for the first half hour. Two up. Looked like they could win by three or four. And then certain things happened. Xhaka happened. And whether that's related, we we can talk about. They score 90 seconds later. And this is 35 minutes in. And from then on, uh, we're sort of in trouble. Ah, oh, was it? Is it Anfield? Is that what it is? Did it scramble the brains of the players a little bit? Maybe a little, but I didn't feel they were too enamoured by it. Um, looking at just how they started the game, it felt like they were there to play. And I think everyone could see that. But when you... And I've been to Anfield a couple of times and it's weird because sometimes people feel like the whole Anfield atmosphere thing is a myth. But when you're actually in it, it is quite um, a ridiculous place to be. And uh, I just felt the way the game went, they almost allowed the tides to turn too much in a way. Maybe they couldn't resist it. Maybe they couldn't resist the time. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's another point, to be fair. But um, in terms of just Anfield itself, I felt like they dealt with it better than they usually do. But as you say, it's probably a bit of regret that's still there. Yeah. I mean, Adrian, do you ever play there? I was on the bench there once. Yeah. Um, and and uh, I didn't. I warmed up a lot, but didn't come on. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was a day Robbie Fowler was... It was my age. I knew him. Scored a hat trick as he used to do oh, yeah. quite frequently against Arsenal. But was that yeah, in no, four was, minutes or something. Was that the one in four minutes? It wasn't that it? one. It was the one, it was the second hat trick that he oh, got. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, it's a great stadium. I've been there many times, and 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 Arts bang on. Oh, it in terms of the control, it, it, in a football sense, Arsenal were just streets ahead of Liverpool, weren't they? It was it, that first half an hour was was a glorious watch. What happened then is is sometimes it just takes one spark to lift a team, to lift a crowd. And I actually don't blame Granit Xhaka. I think that... that, that Some I, people part, do. Some people I, no, do. No. Social media, there's plenty of people blaming Well, I think Granit they need Xhaka. to look at it. I, th- I think the referee was was poor in the day, um, Paul Tin. He's not, not a guy rate. He was letting a lot of things go, which cr- added heat to the atmosphere and to the game. Uh, that that didn't help because it was so flat and and Liverpool fans were so down down downbeat. Uh, and what happened was he let he let go a clear foul on on Granite. It was Jacket a clear the, foul, wasn't it? It was a clear foul. And Granite was a bit naughty. A few seconds later, he had his arm up on Trent. It wasn't it wasn't major, but Trent Alexander Arnold was the one that inflamed it by charging at him and causing the kerfuffle. They both get a yellow card. It's him that's the aggressor, really, Trent. Then he's whooping up the crowd. And all of a sudden, Liverpool get an injection of something. And and from that moment on, it was a very, very different game. (laughs) It was completely different. And this whole thing, uh, Art, with Granite, you know, Granite's been brilliant for us this season. We know he's got it in him. uh, And I understand what Adrian's saying was that it's Alexander-Arnold who inflamed the crowd. But essentially, Granite, could have risen above it, gone. You know what? The, he just he could have got the foul. He could have got the the non decision and thought, you know what? It's just how it is. But he's a competitor, Granite, and he didn't he didn't want to take it. And it's okay to show a bit of uh, aggression when you go away from home to Anfield, right? Yeah, well, he's still towed the line this season, even if he hasn't got sent off for it. I think if we think back to Chelsea away, right at the end uh, with Chalaba, I think it was even in the Liverpool game. 
at home at the Emirates. I remember there was a moment in the first half where I think the camera zooms into his face and you can almost see his see his mind working out what to do in the situation. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I think more more often than not, it just comes down to how everyone reacts in, in the moment. And obviously little details will be focused on when um, the game ultimately doesn't go your way. But if you don't want that aggression there in that moment, you probably don't get it when... Arsenal looking to to press Liverpool as much as they did in the first half as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, all right, well, Aaron Ramsdale talked about how he was interviewed afterwards and he basically said what everyone said, what James said on Twitter, should have won, could have lost. And is it mm. a good point? Yes. Is it a bit of a bump in the road? Also, yes. You know, all mm. of these things. And he... Uh, Adrian had a sensational mm. game, didn't he? Really, mm. I mean, I mean, he, he was the reason that we got a draw there. Absolutely, yeah. No, he was outstanding. Aaron Ramsdale. It that save from Salah. I mean, it was my superb. God. It was superb. I mean, you think about it in the in the closing stages of that game. There was the the athletic save from Salah. There's the one on one with Darwin Nunez, yeah. uh, and of course Canate trying to bundle the ball home. From, from three yards out and somehow he scrambles across his line and pushes it away. I mean, they could all have been goals. We could easily have, have lost the game four or five, two in yeah. the end. Yeah. And and the reason we've got a point is because Aaron Ramsdale had a, had a sensational second half. He answered every question that, that Liverpool threw at him. He was brilliant. And he actually snatched the man of the match from an Arsenal point of view away from Gabriel Martinelli with, with that, that string of saves towards the end because up until that point I thought that Martinelli was was our main man but it turned out to be Aaron Ramsdale I mean you look at the chances that that Liverpool had really when you when you add them up there are a lot of chances there uh, their xg their xg was incredibly 3. high 3.96 yeah. um art oh, when Aaron Ramsdale was taking goal kicks before he take the goal kick, he twist his body round, right, just so he he, pro- he got a proper purchase on the on the foot when he kicked it. And I realised that he, he the way he twists his body, it reminded me a little bit of the Leicester save. How far he gets across, how far the spring he's got, and then he flings out his hands and he tips it round the corner. I, I, I mean, somebody said Gordon Banks. I think that's a little <laughs> over the top, but bloody hell, what a keeper we've got! <laughs> yeah, I. I actually remember, I'm not sure who he was speaking to, but he was doing a video around how he kicks out of his hand. And he actually mentioned he doesn't really look at where he's kicking. He kind of tries to just kick through the ball as much as possible. Right, right, right. I think you could probably see that with his goal kicks as well. And I I guess it was quite interesting that he, I think he went long on pretty much all his goal kicks today. But... In terms of that spring, I think I know Adrian listed loads of saves um, from the last kind of 10, 15 minutes. But the one that really stuck out to me was the one where he pushes Zinchenko out of the way before he then makes his jump to, to save from Salah. And I think, yeah, just an all round, really, really encouraging goalkeeping performance. And I, and Adrian, um, I mean, you said he, that, uh, he took the Man of the Match award for the Arsenal anyway, away from uh, Gabriel Martinelli, uh, who had another... I mean, he scored again. What's that, 13? I don't know. What's he got now? 
I think he's got 14 in yeah. the in the league. Yeah, I mean, he he absolutely rinsed Trent Alexander-Arnold, didn't he, in the, in the opening half an hour of the game. Just inside 30 seconds, tied him in knots. Then, of course, he runs inside him to convert the goal, which was a beautiful build-up. Okay, a little, the run of the ball fell, fell Arsenal's way, but Martinelli was in that position as the second striker, which is kind of what you have to do if you play left-side attack for Arsenal. And he got himself inside Trent Alexander-Arnold. Great feet, lovely cool finish. And then I almost admired the cross even more for, for Jesus' goal. Okay. Perfect cross, wasn't it? I mean, it, we were playing against a Liverpool defence that, that basically were mannequins at that moment in time. I don't know what they were doing. They were all just standing there. And the cross was the cross was sensational, as was the leap and the header. So, yeah, Gabriel Martinelli, I thought, was a real threat throughout the game. He'll be ruining that pass at the end on the break. Oh, my where, God. Yeah, that was, a, that was a big opportunity to nick the win, wasn't it? But um, overall, I think I think he was our best outfield player on the day. And uh, But Rambo definitely was... Uh, was our man of the match? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to feel art really. I, <laughs> this whole thing, you know, we can talk about individual performances and everything, but in the end, after thirty-five minutes, when they scored and the game changed, and from then on, really, we we uh, we were hanging on, weren't we? We were hanging on. Yeah, it was weird because you felt almost Arsenal just accepted the waves that we mentioned earlier. Um, almost just felt, yeah, we'll try and weather this as best we can and get through it. But as has been the case for teams who are playing against Arsenal a lot of this season, you try and withstand that pressure for 90 minutes and eventually something's going to break for the attacking team. So I, I don't think the, the equaliser was unexpected just because of how... Often Liverpool were attacking throughout that half, but um, yeah, it was just a, a very different experience, I guess, to to what Arsenal have had throughout not just this season, but the recent seasons where they haven't really been hanging on <laughs> a lot. It's either they've been blown away <laughs> by teams uh, before the hour mark, not this season, obviously, but or they're in. A much more comfortable situation where they're maybe yeah. holding on to a lead instead. So it's a very new feeling to kind of process. Now, oh, uh, I know you got to run off at this point. So give us a song before you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is something I, I haven't had a lot of time to think of. So I'm just going to dedicate the song to the the black kit because I really like it. Um, so I'm even gonna... with the grey socks. Which was to a be bit fair, weird. yeah, actually. So that's a good point <laughs> because socks. when they came out with the grey socks, it just gave me a flashback to the PSV game there you go. because they had to wear <laughs> grey shorts. Um, but even so, uh, let's say the, the black shirt then. If looks could kill by Destroy Lonely, I think that's quite fitting for the kit. Thanks, Art. Me and Adrian are going to say, Jane, see you soon, Art. Cheers. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We were a bit uh, with the handbrake at time. This is handbrake off. Ian Stone and Adrian Clark left. <laughs> just, just me and these. Just Stoney. me and you, mate. It's me and you. Just to go through the rest of it and make sense of it. And like you said. I, I I have both those feelings of regret and uh, and well that was fortunate and and anyone who thinks that this whole title running because that's what it is anyone who thinks that this whole thing would be just plain sailing had never been in a title race before. No, that's right, and I think Arsenal's immaturity as a team, which is something that is out of our control because they're a young group, because they've they've not won a major trophy together before, really, or the, the bulk of this team hasn't, then, you know, I think it's understandable that, that little moments and shifts in games, big games like this, against formidable opponents. Can, can I, because, Adrian, can I just jump in at that point and say, hmm. do you not think last year we'd have lost that game? Well, we very nearly lost this game. <laughs> no, but I mean, we lost last year. We lost at Tottenham and Newcastle in the only two comparable atmospheres. Mm. Uh, when when the team, a young team, came under serious pressure and they buckled. Today they didn't buckle. They didn't buckle today. But we're a brilliant young. We're a brilliant young team now, and 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 that first thirty minutes was sensational. Sensational. It, yeah. it was it, the way we controlled the game, the the quality of the football the way that we picked Liverpool off, it was men against boys and it shows the true potential of the team. The, the ceiling is so high, but we're not mature as a group because of a lack of experience for you know obvious reasons. And I do think that, that, that the atmosphere and, the, and the, the pressure that Liverpool exerted did test us and it, it, it got to some of the players and they did start to make a few bad decisions um, you know, we gave the ball away in bad areas and we didn't always defend as well as we have done and in the final moments in key key situations where you're looking to play the right pass particularly going forward it went off but I think it's normal it's part of the learning process and I think the team will be much much stronger for getting through the experience and coming through it actually unscathed coming through it with a point that is, that is. I'm, I'll repeat it. It's a, it's a very, very good point. Yeah, I know that's exactly what I was saying, and I understand that first, that first reaction on Twitter, the way people want, you know, two points just because we're two nil up, mm. but it never felt like a. a if well, it weirdly felt like a very comfortable two nil, yeah. and then it didn't feel comfortable at all, <laughs> at all. And I thought, what has happened here? And like you say, they're a young group. We also went there, uh, there without our first choice centre back pairing, yeah. which, by the way, has been absolutely brilliant all season. And and I think Rob Holding did a, a, a decent enough job, although mm. he gave away the penalty, yeah, soft but probably, and he also gave away one that gave Mo Salah a chance in the first mm. half. But he mm. did, you know, last year at Tottenham, I have to, he got sent off 
He got yes. sent off. And they didn't really feel like he was going to be the one. I thought Ben White, I thought Ben White looked a bit more shaky. But they're young, Adrian, they're mm. young. And these mm. things, as you say, uh, uh, they're learning experiences. And this exactly. team are learning. Yeah, this team is learning. And I think you have to say that the manager is learning as well. Do and, you think and that his, some of his decisions were a bit, I mean, the substitutions? What, uh, what do you think about all that? Well, the, the numbers speak for themselves, don't they, in terms of, of the number of high-quality chances Liverpool had in that final 10 minutes. Then they had four of the best chances in the entire game. Then they had seven shots in total in, from, from 80 minutes onwards. So the change that he made was a bold one. To go with the back three, to put Kivior on, who's barely had any Premier League minutes, was was a left-field choice. I think I think we can all say that and and accept that and I, you know I'm sure he would he would accept that himself to some degree trust off Jesus is standard yeah. that's that 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 you know no no issues there but to go with the back three to take Erdegaard off and to go with Kivior bold is a, or reckless no 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 it's a cautious move isn't it it's, I think what he was doing he was preempting a bombardment of the box yeah <laughs> and he was actually right was we were going to get a, bar, a bombardment in the box and he wanted the bigger player in this an extra defender so in a lot of sense in a lot of ways you can understand it but throwing Kivior in who's had so few minutes it was a surprise was a surprise I personally would have moved would have maybe gone with Tierney uh, for Zinchenko much earlier. Yes. Um, because when we had control of the game, Zinchenko's dynamite. When you don't have control of the game, I think you want you want Tierney there, especially yeah. with Salah. Tierney's played cent- left side centre-half as well before. He's someone that's very robust when when the team comes under pressure. And I felt that, that it was left too long to, to make that change. So look... Y- I think, yeah, you, you, you can look at the players, you can look at the, at the manager and say that they can all learn from that experience in the second half, um, which was as challenging as it gets. Seriously, I because agree. Liverpool, Liverpool, when they're kicking towards the cop, when the <laughs> yeah. tails are up, Absolutely it is so hard. Possibly one of the hardest things in world football to deal with. It's harder than playing at the Etihad, probably. You know, facing a Liverpool team like that, in that mood... When they're kicking towards the cop, it is is certainly as hard I mean, as playing at the Etihad. And it gets to everyone. I've seen Raheem Sterling sort of almost hiding there because it's just too much. Uh, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, but I'm just saying the way that he just couldn't play with a and and it and I've I've I don't think there are many stadiums in world football. And and so from because of that, I then look at it and go, actually, they did well to get a point. <laughs> Yeah, they did yeah. really well to get a point. And we carried a threat. We always carried a threat. We should have won Je- it <laughs> at the end. <laughs> we should we should reference Jesus with that little flick over Tiago and then the no look through ball. Oh, that was beautiful. I mean that was that was a thing of beauty. Um <laughs> no, was- look, I think no one hid. Um Martinelli always wanted it, Jesus wanted it, Saka maybe was quieter than usual, but still contributed. I I think they all wanted the ball. I didn't see timidness on the part of the players I just saw 
a, a team that lost control that they had. And we had unbelievable control. No one that, if you'd have watched the thir- first 30 minutes of that game and didn't just switched off, no one would believe that Arsenal <laughs> wouldn't have won that hanging game. On. But hanging on if, at the end. If, if you'd have only tuned in, from 35 minutes onwards, you'd have thought, well, how did Arsenal score two goals? And how did Liverpool only get two? It was a crazy game. And I think that for the neutrals, that would have been one of the games of the season. For us, as non-neutrals, it was one of the toughest watches I've had all season. I did not enjoy that second no, half, Tony, at all. No, there was, there was a bit of me, though, that during the second half, when I just surrendered to it and thought, well, whatever happens, happens here, I, I actually thought this is an unbelievably good game of football. There was mm. that moment for me. I mm. just thought, wow, I've never, I've never seen... You rarely see stuff like this. You really do. And I know the neutrals... I mean, I don't know. I I don't want to be neutral. I want to be in games uh, in the title race. That's the truth of it. But obviously, if I wasn't neutral watching a game like that, I would have enjoyed it very much. Yeah, exactly. But look, we we obviously we were reliant on on Ramsdale. So so well done to him. We got lucky with with the Salem putting the penalty wide as well. You know how how important might that be at the end of the season? So yeah, yeah, yeah. take the point, move on. I. I'm very much of that mindset. Good, um, good. <laughs> well, but, let's just but, send that out into the airways because I know people will be watching this going, oh, we were 2-0 up, but seriously. I know. And, but also, also, it it is worth just taking a moment, just taking a moment to think about how good we were in that first 30 minutes. Just remember it. How How many teams have done that at Liverpool this season? I'll tell you how many have done it. None. No one's played like that at Anfield this season. They beat Man City. They they beat Manchester United quite easily. They beat Newcastle. They've, they've won, they'd won six at home on the trot. They'd conceded zero goals in their last four home games. This was just, this was tough. And we bossed them um, for the first 30 minutes. Completely uh, bossed them. Completely bossed them. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot to cling on to. Good. Uh, the Lino, uh, the linesman who was built, by the way, elbowed Andy Robertson in the throw. I mean, Roy Keane on on uh, the TV called Andy Robertson a crybaby. It was a tremendous <laughs> entertainment at half time that was nothing to do with us. What a big baby. Just get on with the game. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I missed I missed all that obviously um because yeah. we were doing our half time chat on the breakdown live but but we actually referenced it because because when they came to us they said it was all kicking off with the Liverpool players having a go at the officials down the tunnel and we were very confused because we felt that that the Paul Tierney had been very pro Liverpool in the in the first half, and that what Liverpool yeah. had to had to complain about. Clearly, it was the the incident with with Robertson. Look, it, it it is what it is. I've seen it. I think that 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 if Mitrovic gets an eight game ban, then so should so should this guy. But at the same time, it, there is no major force. No one was hurt. It's you know I, I I personally wouldn't wouldn't you know make too much of an incident. Andy of it. Robinson it's, did grab him as well, and he just he yeah. was slightly uh, a, a bit forceful in the way it, he threw his arm back. In like a way, him. it's kind of if you come near an official, yeah. you know this is what Expect you get. I mean, an elbow in the throat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, stop players surrounding the referee though, wouldn't it? Let's be oh, fair. I hate One it. One goes down, and the rest of them go. I'm not going near the ref. 
<laughs> I think I think there should be a new rule change that really prohibits players from from swarming around the ref because because I don't think it's right. Um, I so yeah, agree. If, they've got if enough. What, it's hard enough for them. I have to say that. Even though, by the way. They are terrible sometimes, including other. I agree today, but it is hard enough without players surrounding. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, that it's yeah. We we come away. Um, it was traumatic. <laughs> it was it was it was amazing for a bit. It, it then became deeply traumatic, and then in the end, I think the resolution we should all come to is that. Phew, didn't we do well to get a point? That's that's how that's how I I sort of sum that game up in a nutshell. Finally, what does it mean for the title race, Adrian? <laughs> I mean, in the end, we're six points clear. They've got a game in hand, and uh, it's in essentially it's in both our hands <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm I'm led to believe that the bookmakers have shifted, and that that Manchester City have been installed as favourites. That might be fair enough, um, but but it certainly doesn't mean this, this is the end of the road for for Arsenal. There are going to be so many more twists and turns. I, 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 Manchester City could go and win every game. They're capable, of course they are, but but it's unlikely to be that serene. I would I would imagine there might be one little stumble here or there, especially with their distractions in other cup competitions. So I wouldn't lose heart. It, it, you know, Arsenal fans should, should keep the faith. We might drop other points. Everything is being geared towards that match at the Etihad, which is clearly massive. But the other games are just as important. The other games will provide three points, one point or no points uh, for both teams. So, yeah, I don't think we... We've we... got two games before we meet them. They've only got one. Yeah, and, and, and look, I, th- I would be confident about the West Ham game for sure, and absolutely confident about the Southampton game. I think I think we will get six points. I don't, I don't mind being bold about that because they're, they're two matches that we should absolutely win. Which, so we go into that game nine points clear. Exactly. They've got two games in there. Exactly. And that yeah. that does ramp up a lot of pressure on them. And 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 yet yeah, the, the truth is if they win every game, they win the title they win the title unless we improve our goal difference. So, yes, it's it's a slight swing in, in their direction. But seeing the way that we performed in that first half an hour at Liverpool actually gives me a lot of heart that we can go there and cause Manchester City a, a world of problems. Um, can we keep a clean sheet there? Again, I, I, maybe I don't have that much confidence in that based on what we saw today. But... But I think we can get something there. I genuinely do. And if we can, we've got a chance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give us a song then to end. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's very, there's, there was two that came to, to mind. One was uh, Natalie and Brulia's Torn, because I'm torn. Yeah, yeah. I think we all are torn over, over um, how to perceive this result, this performance. Um, so you could choose that one or you could choose um, Alanis Morissette, you learn. And that's what I think, you know, you live, you learn, you love, you learn, you cry, you learn. These are all lyrics you from, from the song. You later on, yeah, you learn. It, exactly. So <laughs> so it's it's one of those, uh, I think we have to learn from the experience. I think we'll come out of it um, mentally stronger and ready for the next time it happens, for the next time a wave of momentum from a home team against us happens, I think we'll be better prepared for it. So there you go. I've given given you a couple to choose from. Like 
both of them. Um, I'm having Breathe uh, by Blue Cantrell and Sean Paul because uh, <laughs> I didn't breathe during most of the game. We need to let it breathe. So what's that supposed to be about breathing? Get free of the vibe and stop acting crazy. Feminist for all the good times daily. I was stood up in my own house for the second half. <laughs> I didn't sit down for the entire game. I was saying if I would have... I was going to say, if I'd been at the game, I'd have sat down more, but I wouldn't have done because it would have been away at Anfield. Nobody sits down. No one sits down away. But anyway, uh, yeah, breathe uh, is what I'm having. Uh, that's it. Thanks to our, thanks to Adrian. Uh, thank you to Abby, our producer. And uh, well done you lot for getting through what we have in the last few hours. And um, yeah, <laughs> we'll stand next week. <laughs> See ya. See ya.